No, no, ladies and gentlemen, that was not a mistake. <laughs> hey, that was a uh, that was a early timeout, bro. Early, early, early timeout, time man. <laughs> this this show merited an early, early timeout. It was such a big cluster mess, and uh, <laughs> man, Vince, how you doing, man? I am doing okay, but I do want to say, uh, bro, I do want to say, uh, you still haven't eaten Bailey. I still haven't eaten Bailey. <laughs> That's true. That's true. According to, you know, uh, I got to tell you something, Chris, I don't want to get into a long, uh, I don't want to get into a long diatribe, but it really makes you open up your eyes. Um, listen, bro. I am the kind of guy where when it is like any form of entertainment, when it is sports, when it is movies, when it is TV, when it is music, okay, I really, I really get off on seeing those who are 1,000% the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, bro, the pros, pros. Okay. And bro, I got to tell you, man, Friday night uh, over here in Denver, I went and I saw a 75 year old Elton John, 75 years old, bro. So at the top of his game at that age that like, I was really worried for him. I was like, Elton, like, take a breather, bro. Like, relax, have a cream soda. Like, bro, two and a half hours, nonstop, 75 years old. So th this is a pro. This, yeah. th this is a music legend, the best at what he does. Okay, bro? And we can, you and I can go down the line with sports, with actors, uh, with, we can go down the line. That's my problem. That's my problem. My problem. Problem is, the WWE is supposed to represent the best wrestling in the world. Yes. Okay. And bro, there you, you can probably count on one hand and maybe half of another of how many of these pro wrestlers are actually just that pros. Hmm. 75 to 85% of this roster is filled with amateurs. They are not pros. They are not the best at what they do. And, bro, I'm telling you, after watching this over years and years and years and years, it's why I am no longer a fan of professional wrestling. These are not pros. I want to see Elton John. I don't want to see two wannabes talking Japanese in the ring, bro. Like, I'm I'm sorry, bro. With, with all due respect, they're amateurs. This is a show full of amateurs with the exception of a few. Hmm. And that's why I don't want to watch amateurs, bro. I want to see the best. I want to, I, I don't watch movies with bad acting, Chris. I don't watch bad musicians. 
Mm. I'm not going to watch bad wrestlers, bro. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. I mean, th- th- this this Ioni Sky can't even get her lines right. Yeah, well, you uh, you you haven't eaten. Uh, you still haven't eaten Bailey. Like, really, really, really. You can't even get your lines straight, bro. That are scripted, by the way. Well, let's go through it, man. Because listen, <laughs> uh, you know, I was talking to Vince before. Um, you know, listen, this is what. This is what I would want during this episode of Legion of Raw. I would like uh, the majority of this show uh, to be, we will, uh, of course, highlight the Super Chats. If there is any person who wants to get their comment highlighted on the show, one of the hottest shows <clears throat> on Monday nights, and you want to ask a Q&A of either Vince or myself, have at it. Do let's do some super chats. Have your question highlighted on the um on the screen and let's spend a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of our time talking about that, uh doing that and having fun because um this show was just a big, big three hours of cluster mess, man. And, and bro, you can like listen, you can even start with bro in the opening segment. You've got the Usos in the ring, you got New Day in the ring, and you got Riddle in the ring. And my note here says, bro, this is as boring as you know what. Mm. Okay, I I wasn't bored watching Elton John for two and a half hours. I wasn't born for a second. Off the bat, this promo is going nowhere. The crowd is not reacting. It's going nowhere. Then Riddle comes out, bro. And and again, here's another great, here's another great Triple H storyline. Oh, bro, you hit my bongo. So now we need to have a match. Brilliant freaking storyline, bro. Bro, this is trash. This is trash. Bro, this went on until with absolutely no story whatsoever, this went on until eight, uh, uh, six forty my time. Yeah. Forty minutes, Chris. Yeah. Forty yeah. minutes of what a freaking waste of freaking time, bro. By the time that segment was over, it was actually um, forty-one minutes. It was uh, uh, eight forty. 840, about 841 Eastern. So. I mean, Mike, at, at what point, at what point do, do the Usos, at what point does New Day, at what point does somebody stand up and say, this sucks, man. You really want us to do this? Like, we're, we're not saying anything. Do you, really, the, do you I, really want us to do this? I thought the payoff of this segment was actually Big E coming out. You know, like a return of Big E. At least that'll put something to it. But Riddle comes out of everybody, and that's what we get out of this segment. Like I think it was last week they did the same freaking exact thing. And and you know what that is, bro? I'll tell you exactly what that is. They have nothing for Riddle. They have absolutely nothing for Riddle. So he'll go wander out there. He'll make his his bong jokes, Mm -hmm. and we'll make a six-man tag out of it. 
that's that's what it is, bro. Which doesn't make sense because you're trying to build this historic, and I, I'm cool with the with with the New Day versus the Usos. I mean, at least I, I'm about stakes. You I know, mean, this is a big stake. You know, uh, the New Day is the longest reigning tag team champions ever, and uh, uh, the Usos are you know a, a week away from that. And so basically, you know, there's a stake to it. So for SmackDown, it's cool for me. To me, without wrestling, that would have been okay. But then you have to gimmick. I mean, you got to gimmick this whole thing, and you're trying to build, you know, the two potentially greatest tag teams as far as the longest reigning. And then you have to have a match with it, a six-man match, and you're trying to build this match just to have a six-man match for the New Day to lose. You know, I just... It just doesn't make sense for me booking wise and why in the world. And, and again, it goes back to the three hour show to me, which I can continue to say is the the thing that makes raw. I mean, there's several things that makes raw just boring and trash, but that's the thing. Like three hours is too long. You do just pointless segments that last 41 minutes from start to finish. And at the end of the day, what do I always say, Vince? Who got over? Right. Who got over? Right. Nobody. Nobody got over from this, man. So, you know, Solo Sokoa, maybe. You know, what, what are your thoughts on on Solo Sokoa? You just just from what you've seen so far. Nothing. I, I mean, nothing, bro. Like, you know, I mean, they, they got him in the right spot. You know, he's just starting off. So, you know, put him in there with those guys. Let him kind of take a back seat. They, they have him in the right spot. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, to the, to this point, it's not like you know I'm I'm, you know, excited to see where this guy goes or anything like that. I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest, bro. But bro, listen, I listen. There's outside, literally, bro. Outside of Bray, there's nothing I like in that entire company. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. The the, the Reigns thing is freaking old. Uh, okay. I got it. Uh, Heyman holding the belt above his head. Oh, okay, I got it. Like the only thing I like on this show is Bray, and it's it's just funny, bro, because Bray's writing his own story, bro. So that's probably why this is the only thing that has any amount of my interest because Triple H ain't controlling this. So outside of that, I mean, I I don't know what do, what do you people care about? What do people watching this show what do they actually care about, bro? Yeah. Good question. SK Nation, what you got? Uh what's your what's your favorite part of professional wrestling right now? What's your favorite part of professional wrestling? And we've shown that most of our a crowd are either bridge fans or casual fans, you know, on the show. So I'm interested in, I'm interested in that, you know, a good focus you know, group question. here. Think, think about this, Chris, like think about this, bro. I didn't watch crown jewel. Like I, with all due respect, I'm not watching the WWE on a Saturday afternoon. Like, like, like there aren't a billion other things I'd rather be doing. Okay. You know what I was watching. On I know what you watch, but here's my point, bro. What came away from that was all the hype, all the hype from Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Think about that, Chris. Chris, how sad is it when a non-wrestler 
is better than 80% of your roster. In the third match, by the way. Yeah, something's wrong, bro. Yeah. Something's wrong when a guy who has three matches under his belt yeah, is better than 80% yeah. of you. There's, there's, there's an issue there, bro. Yeah. yeah. Three matches in a year and a half's time. And he looked better than a significant part of that amount of that roster. So, you know, that, that goes to show you. Um, that we got people saying Cardona, um, people were saying, uh, Sami Zayn, um, Someone says Johnny Wrestling is his favorite oh, part of the uh and I'm not gonna refer to him as Johnny Wrestling. I'm going to refer to him as Johnny Slap the Leg. <laughs> Holy crap, bro. That's all the free bro. I was watching his leg his own leg had red welts on it. <laughs> From him slapping it a hundred, like we don't see you slapping your leg, you freaking moron! Like seriously, bro. That, Johnny that, slap leg, like casual fans don't watch, bro, because we're watching you slap your leg twenty-two <laughs> times during a freaking match. The, the, oh, seriously, Chris, SK Nation, does he think nobody sees that? Like, like smarten me up. Is, is he thinking that people actually believe it's his kicks connecting and he's not he's not slapping his leg? Does he believe that? I mean, well, my God, bro, his, his leg has red welts all oh, over man. it, man. I think Johnny Slap Leg has a nice ring to it. God, bro, th th this is supposed to be the greatest worker in the world that I can see him blatantly yeah. slapping his leg. Bro, a work means you're supposed to be fooling me. Yeah. You're supposed, you're not fooling me, bro. I see you slapping your leg. Mm. So, someone says that at any show he wrestled at, um, a dude slapped his thigh so much as a shoot that he actually drew blood. Of course, <laughs> that, that's coming. You that that's definitely coming, bro. Because he was close oh, on this one. Oh man, that's so sad. Uh, e man, nine nine nine, super chat, bro. Theory had to piss somebody off. I like Triple H, but I lost a lot of respect for him. Money in the bank lost its value. Should have had Theory lose to Reigns in a match. That was ridiculous. What do you think, Vince? Hey, bro, it's so obvious to see who's in the doghouse. Bro, is is I is Ali gonna question me online anymore? <laughs> Ali, don't ever question Vince Russo because now you wish you were doing the racist giving, bro. Now you would drop to your hands on knees and beg somebody to do the racist cop gimmick, bro. Oh I my! I still don't think he'd do that, but I think he'd be uh, at least open to hear what Vince Russo has to say as oh as a counter. He won't, me, he won't do. He won't do the braces cop, which is rightfully so. But at least he'd be like Vince, do you have something else? You know, <laughs> can I give you a slight pushback? Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah, because we'll get to it as far as like uh, as far as where Ali's stock has 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 plummeted or again uh this you know we'll talk about that in a minute uh we get baron cope corbin squeaky cedric is back and um he gets a raw spot just to put baron corbin over man uh 
this, I mean, again, man, it's it's just it, it's miss it's a miscast, man, with Baron Corbin's gimmick and how he looks with with JBL. It's already getting old. It's already getting useless, man. It's like they're really, really trying to make Baron Corbin somebody. With even with JBL getting all that heat, and I say it, I say it, I say it, I say it. Baron Corbin is becoming a shadow, and already was from day one. Really, it's even more now a shadow of JBL. Baron Corbin is not getting the heat. JBL is getting the heat, man, and it shows every single week, man. At least there was a time where Baron Corbin was by himself, and he was getting a ton of heat by himself. But now he just feels like he's just some type of lackey to getting JBLs, you know, to representing JBL. And I mean, bro, like, again, Chris, let's be honest, man, because we've lowered the bar like so like the the bar is on the ground. I I mean, the bar can't get any lower. Bro, what 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 heat is JBL getting with the cheap heat in the Philly hometown? And what, what that's heat, bro. Like that's really heat. Oh, bro, we're it's in a course of booze, man. Yeah, but bro, it's 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 the hometown crap, bro. Mm-hmm. So you, again, you you you've got that you've got that house show crowd booing when people at home don't give a crap about Wilkes Bear, Pennsylvania. <laughs> you can you can insult the Phillies all you want bro you that's not going to give you heat with me and that's the works works bears about two hours away right exactly exactly (laughs) like it's like god bro can we not like can we just not do something original, man? It's like being in Cincinnati and start and, and, and drawing heat on the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's oh, like, it's man. Two hours bro, north of like, us. <laughs> give, give me something, bro. Please. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, let's do Seth Rollins uh, doing an open challenge. This uh, again, this a uh, stretch segment, man. That this is this is clearly stretching three hours. You do Seth Rollins doing an open challenge. That leads to Judgment Day coming out. And then that leads to the OC coming out. Seth Rollins slowly scooting back and leaving. Why in the world was he even involved in this segment? And this eventually leads to uh, leads to Mia Yim coming back. Man, like, I like Mia Yim. She has a lot of potential. But, like, her in this role doesn't make sense whatsoever because this is about the OC, the original club. It's kind of it's a spin on the Bullet Club, and Mia Yim to counter Rhea Ripley. I just I, it just didn't make sense to me. You know, and again, bro, this is just again all, all this show is is catering to the fans. You already have Graves is making. Oh my God, it's Mia Yim. But the the crowd was. Flat. Yeah, and not only that, and again, bro, if if by chance you have a casual fan watching this show, they're saying, Mia who? Yeah. She means nothing. Well, the crowd she, said she it. Means, <laughs> the crowd was like, yeah, nothing. She, it was she dead. She means absolutely nothing. She yeah. means as much as the uh, the Sky Sisters, bro. Well, clearly to what looks bare, that's for sure, because it was just – it was a no reaction. Uh, it just didn't. It didn't make sense to me. And as far as like we, you talked about, someone you did say someone from the outside who can uh, opposite Rhea Ripley. Do you think that Mia is far, no. fair enough to opposite Rhea? Ripley? Absolutely not on appearance. Hmm. 
Absolutely not. Do you think that uh, Mia Yim has a good look as far as like intimidating? Is no. No? Nothing? Even when she was with Retribution. <laughs> Jukebox Zero, anyone with a super chat? What's up from Long Island, bro? What's up? Any early thoughts of who y'all think would be a good fit to run a Royal Rumble? Hey, from Long Island. Who do you think? Royal Uncle Rumble. Howdy, man. Uncle Howdy. Go. Uncle Howdy over. Uncle Howdy. Yep. Uh, I've got a long shot. Yes. Yes. Now we're, now we're talking business, bro. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's two and a half months before the Royal Rumble. But I'd like on November the 7th, 2022. Yes. To officially... Declare myself an entrant. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now wow. we're talking. Now, now we're gonna do some business. Wow. Yes. Major, the Black Scorpion just <laughs> declared himself an entrant in the Royal Rumble, man. That's well, that's my pick. I mean, <laughs> that's my pick, man. I, I think the last two. Will be Uncle Howdy and the Black Scorpion yes. in the Rumble. I like it. I and like I think it. the Rumble, I think the Black Scorpion is going to pull it off. Man. Yes. Wow. I'm in. I'm in, bro. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, next, we have uh, Otis defeating Elias back to 50 uh, 50 Ville for Elias, man. They, they do not know how to book Elias. I mean, like, he is one of the most underutilized talents in all of WWE every single time. He's one of those people that the WWE does not know what to do with him because he's so creative. Nope. Nope. We got Silent Bedetti with a 149 super sticker, bro. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, I think you're sir. Can you confirm, sir or ma'am? Excuse my assumption there. Uh, what do you think about Elias, man? What what do you do? What do we do with them, man? What do we do with Elias? Bro, I'm um, listen, I don't this is sports key to nation. I could give a crap. Bro, he <laughs> Elias and I uh, not 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 since his return, prior to his return. Um, we went back and forth a lot creatively. And um, I pitched Elias a lot of stuff that he really, really, really liked. And it was really good stuff because he's a very, very talented guy. Um, you know, he brought this stuff to Vince as if it were his own, which is absolutely fine. And it, it, it bro, it was just so over Vince's head. Like Vince, really? Vince just, and I swear to God, I'm starting to think Triple H is the same guy because as, as we'll, we'll get into it, but as I'm watching uh, the Miz and the Johnny knee slap story, <laughs> this is horrible. Like this, this, so I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think Triple H is a wrestler and he thinks no. like a wrestler. And if you pitch anything that's above wrestler mentality they do not understand it mm. they just don't understand it 
we laid out pages and pages and pages for Elias to uh, the USA Network. Mm-hmm. Just great, great, great creative. It, 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 it's it's above what they can comprehend, bro. It just it's above what they can comprehend, bro. Look, 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 look at look at Otis and and Gable. The whole gimmick is shoosh. Mm-hmm. Like that's it, bro. That that that's what they're bringing to the table. Shoosh. Yeah. That that's it, bro. Th- this is the level of creative that we're talking about here. Speaking of creative, uh, I have a question for you. As far as you, you had a lot to do with influencing Triple H's character, um, from a Hunter Hearst Hemsley, that was that was all a Vince thing, right? As far as the yeah, that know, was before the, I got yeah the, the pedigree. That was Vincent, Vincent, Vincent Bruce. That was and Pat. That was their era. Gotcha. So around ninety nine, uh, going into two thousand, uh, that's when he started to become more of the Triple H that we see, you know now. Yeah. So how much did you have an influence? Oh, one hundred Triple H was one of those guys, bro. Um, bro, listen, it, how much you write for somebody really depends on the talent. Some people want you to write everything. Some people you just got to give bullet points to. It really depends on the talent. Mm-hmm. Triple H was one of those guys that I wrote everything for. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that DX, you see, I'm, I'm watching it now as I go back and watch the Attitude Era and all the all the wee-wee jokes mm-hmm. and <laughs> all that stuff, all, all the DX humor. I, mean, that? I, oh, yeah, I, I wrote that stuff like mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. So Triple H doesn't really know a lot about as far as the creative standpoint, because, you know, you, you wrote a lot or, you know, you wrote just about everything or everything as far as uh, DX and Triple H. So he's not necessarily skilled at having that creative, you know, uh, ability to him. He's more from the wrestling end. Yeah, you know? no. Okay, and, well, and, and, yeah, the and, talent. And bro, just give right. me the creative. And when they laid out their matches, it was them. I, yeah. I had nothing to do with that. The most I would have to do with that was if we needed a certain finish. Sure. This, this is what we need. However you guys get there, it's pretty much up to you. Mm-hmm. So like that end of it, he laid all that stuff out. But creatively, bro. Hmm. And we see that. like It just seems like Triple H is like heavily influenced by Vince McMahon. Like he, like it seems like he was in Gorilla with Vince, you know, kind of shadowing him for a while before the transition. And it just seems as if, like, his concept or his philosophy, quite it mirrors a lot with Vince McMahon. Like you, you pick your own, you pick your group of people that you really want to be a thing. And you make them a thing, regardless of how the fans react to them. And it seems like Triple H has adapt uh, adopted that same philosophy from yes. Vince because Vince did the same thing. He, he he created people who weren't who he doesn't care if they're a thing or not to the fans. He want them to be a thing, just like Austin Theory. And he does what Vince McMahon does, bro. That I never did one time in my career, not one time, and that's blatantly bury people mm. we, we, you you saw it on this show you saw it with theory on this show you saw it with ali on this yeah. show what why why would you want to bury in any way shape or form 
a player on your roster that you're paying. Yeah. But what 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 is the logic of burying anybody on your own roster? Makes no sense. Uh, you know how much of an Ohio State fan I am. That would be like, okay, so let's go ahead and some some talent that has a lot of promise and and ups and uptick to them. Let's just go ahead and bench them. Right. You know what I mean? For for just a, a considerable amount of time, they've got some upswing. They they've got some talent. Yeah, let's just bench them. You know, I mean, let's just not utilize them properly. And that's what I'm getting here. On Raw. doesn't make any sense to me, bro. No. It makes it makes no sense. I never did that to any talent because that's the thing, Chris. And I talk about this with wrestlers all the time when they get involved in creative. There's baggage. Hmm. I, I the the roster I had. There was nobody on the roster like that I I disliked and that I now, now there was some that were hard to work with, mm-hmm. but you know, bro, listen, man, when you're in the entertainment business, some people are gonna be hard to work with. Not even entertainment when you're in corporate America. Like I never blatantly buried anybody, bro. It makes no sense. No, not at all. Uh, next, we get a backstage interview with Judgment Day. Bianca Belair and Ray Ripley have a stare down. Looks like that's the the start to an upcoming feud between the two. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, I mean that that's that's interesting to me. But we just introduced M- M- Mia Yim. Yeah. Didn't Mia Yim come in? T- so why are we going to Bianca Belair? Because it seems like Rhea's judgment day is probably still going to go over OC, even with the even with Mia Yim coming in. Again, you're hemorrhaging funds. Mia Yim is most likely going to come in to just an ex, extra addition to you know continue this you know feud. They're probably still going to go over the OC, and then that's going to give Rhea some momentum to feud with with Bianca. And I would say Bianca wins probably because, um, um, oh goodness, what's 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 her name up in uh, Days Full of Therapy has got me. uh, um, Beth Phoenix, Edge's wife. Beth Phoenix, she's going to come in and uh, probably attack Rhea or somehow, you know, uh, get a retribution on on Rhea. And so basically what's going to happen, like Rhea's like, the whole point of crown jewels uh, hairdo and today's hairdo is because they're still bringing up those things about Rhea and and Beth Phoenix. So it looks like that's going to be a thing probably, or, or I can see this happening. Uh, Rhea beats um, uh, Bianca Belair and that leads to Rhea versus Beth Phoenix for the championship at WrestleMania. Whoopee. (laughs) (laughs) i i can definitely see Rhea and beth phoenix for the championship to try to you know cash in on this long drawn out feud uh ideally you know bianca belair versus charlotte would be uh more intriguing to me because i don't to me it's like you know why have beth phoenix have a big you know, moment of WrestleMania. That's when you have baby faces right now that you can push to have that legendary status. That's the problem. Who's the who's being pushed to a legendary status right now? That's not 
part of the 50-50 curse unless you're someone like Roman Reigns. Bro, what is uh, Charlotte's injury? Uh, she she just asked to have some personal time off. Oh, so this is all just personal yeah. time. Wow. Yeah, she, okay. She, well, she's been off for a while now. Yeah. She well, she got married. Uh, you know, to uh, Andrade, uh, and so um, after that, I as far as I, what I believe, she asked for some personal. Wow. Time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Next, we have um the Bianca Belair, Oscar, and Alexa Bliss call calling out damage control. This leads to a war games, you know, match, you know, the call out war games. And so it is going to be 10 on 10, which is interesting because they showed a um, a graphic of that. I thought it was going to be eight on, uh, well, it's going to be five on five. Those going to be four on four, but I like the five on five traditional war games matches. It's just interesting how they're going to play this out for the next few weeks, because right now you have four on the heel side because Nikki Cross came in and, you know, they attacked the baby faces. So they need one more heel on the uh, heel side and two more baby faces. If you can throw out any type of name, do you think it's going to be someone there or do you think it's going to be someone from the outside going back? Joey time. Let's do it. The, the double dose of Joey. Time out. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. All right. There's a couple of things. <laughs> There's a couple of things we got to talk about here. Yeah. First of all, you threw out the word interesting. Bro, there ain't nothing. We've seen this a yep. zillion times. Bro, unless war games, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I like war games. Unless like war games, games, unless they're going to be using real guns <laughs> and like hand grenades and bazookas. It, it, I've seen them do all that I, I want to see them do, okay? Yeah. But there's a couple of things we got to talk about here, Chris. You went right over this gold. Well, first of all, what was the purpose to that parking lot footage? Was that your footage? Did you get that parking lot parking footage? Lot. Did I miss that? Did you miss the parking oh lot footage, bro? What was the parking lot footage? Oh, my God. Bro. I must have missed it. They 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 have this shot that apparently a fan shot on their phone. A fan shot it on their phone of you know the heels are coming out after. Oh, Christmas. I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the frig is that? Okay, so we go from the parking lot footage to you to Ioni Sky saying you still haven't eaten Bailey. Yes, which indeed. was one of my. This this may be my favorite line of the year so mm -hmm. far. Then we've got the two Japanese women speaking Japanese back in like what like what was that? I don't know. Yeah, it's it got it got a good crowd reaction. And then we had some brilliant writing when Bianca Belair said, "This is war," and this ends at war games. Dropping, dropping some lines, dropping some bars. Right, so what do you say now? It's five on five? Uh, yes, five on five, traditional war games. So it's right now that you have four on damage control, and then there's going to be another heel. And so I'm wondering if – I wonder who the heel's going to be. Uh, they'll probably bring somebody up from NXT. Oh, which or, one? No, I bet you they bring a do drop back. Eh, I can Where see Where is that. she? What happened to her, man? She's what did she, who did she piss off? 
I mean, like, who did Cedric and Alexander? You know, what I mean, like any anybody. Who do you who do you want to insert there? You know, what I, mean? uh, I think that uh, I, I think Dewdrop's a good eye a good idea. I think that would be interesting, just because there's the affiliation with Nick Cross. I think that uh, Sasha and Naomi is going to be the other two on the uh, on the baby face. On the baby, you think they would bring them in 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 a in, in a role where they're on a team of five? Yeah, because because so. if if they still you know because they, if they win the match and, and doesn't be eliminated, yeah, eliminate. yeah, I think that's what. All I right, think. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next we have uh, Austin Theory defeating Shelton Benjamin. You know. <sighs> It's sad because it's sad because someone like a a blue chipper like Shelton Benjamin, who's you know busts his butt and you know he's he's been a you know a, a very loyal cat man. He's the one who looks the worst out of all this because you end up seeing what happens with Austin Theory. Austin Theory's been in the doghouse for a while. His push has been super suspect for several weeks, and you have to add, you have to add or, or fill in time on a three-hour show because earlier today you have Shelton Benjamin somehow crossing paths with Austin Theory. Oh, when's the last time you won a match? Well, tonight when I face you. Like, I just, I mean, what are we doing here? And somehow there's someone earlier today who's interviewing Theory who somehow crossed paths with Benjamin. Why, if I'm selling Benjamin, why do I even care about care about you being interviewed? And just, it just, how matches are put together on Raw makes absolutely no sense to me man it just these earlier today segments as if they're adding depth to something but it doesn't it just creates more confusion to this bro there's not one there's not one match on this entire three-hour show that was story driven Uh, unless you want to call unless you want to say that with with miz and gargano which we'll we'll pick apart right now Mm -hmm. First of all, bro, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but they have Miz and Gargano are going to wrestle on the show. Okay? Bro, they did not promote this at all until Miz was on his way to the ring. Then we went to commercial. They did not promote this at all. So they've been telling this storyline now between these two for four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. Didn't even promote that they had a match. So... If they didn't promote, they didn't have a match, then I guess it's not important. Mm -hmm. I guess they don't think anybody's going to watch it, okay? So then, bro, we go where they can't. Last week's explanation was so bad, and it's like we can't even leave that alone. Now we we got to step deeper into it because we realized last week was horrible. So now Gargano's got more evidence. And bro, he's got a remote control that that magically works the mm. Titan Tron. I heard a PI. Um, hired a PI to help uh, to help the story. And bro, you talk about a crowd being dead. Oh yeah, they were. And bro, they played that piece with Miz way too long. Yeah, it was and dumb. the crowd was dead. Yeah, yeah, it was drawn out. 
people just aren't interested in this anymore because the whole thing's a huge right. stretch and right. the payoff is horrible. I mean, the, right. the, the, this pay, is the, the payoff. payoff was atrocious, yeah. bro. And like I said, they couldn't leave well enough alone. They had yeah. to they keep going down that path. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, you have, <laughs> so a Miz admitting to the fact that it was, you know, uh, put together by him. And then basically it went awry when he stopped paying, you know, Loomis money. So for several weeks, you made Loomis look like a threat. You know, I mean, you could have really done something with that. There was a very, there was a mystery. He looked dominant. His presence was respected. Now his presence is not respected anymore. Now he looks like one of the boys again. And that's the problem. Like we've been talking about that. Like, they don't know how to make someone distinct from one of the boys. And now Loomis looks like one of the boys because he chair shot it. Uh, he, he chair shot the Miz. And then this intimidating person starts running away from a couple of security guys. It's like, what are we doing here? Well, Chris, not only that, back it up a little bit, bro, because you got to remember something too. Don't forget this little tidbit. Shawn Michaels booked him in a match against Miz, and if he beat Miz, he was going to get a contract, but that never happened happened. because Miz laid him out with a chair, but now he's being chased off by security again. (laughs) Like, do they not? What? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. The the logic is just flawed, man. (laughs) But how does he keep coming in? the building if he keeps getting chased by security like well, bro, like, and bro he came from the back yeah i was he i was I, I had actually re actually rewound it to, to yeah. see where he came from yeah and i was like okay if he came from the crowd it would have made a little bit more sense but he came from the back was that gorilla? So he was, so was, he was that in gorilla, gorilla was, like okay is it my time is yeah and go you know go, what I mean? like, go 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 yeah yeah like, so how is security going to how do they give him clearance to even go backstage and then saw the whole process of him coming out with the chair, hammering the Miz, and then they decide to chase him away? I just, the logic is absolutely flawed. And then a, 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 you, you did, you, you did, you did protect the, uh, you did protect the referee when, uh, in the middle of the match, Miz tells them to look underneath the ring for the yeah. invis- invisible, and the ref looks for the <laughs> invisible man. So, yeah, you know, bro, just the, the, oh, the, the refs continue their brilliant streak on this show. It's it's too funny, man. Yeah, they're, they're making the refs look like just, oh, my you know, God. oblivious idiots, man. Uh, uh, we have um, damage control of Nikki Cross backstage. Uh, then Nikki Cross defeats. Oh man! So so Nikki Cross defeats Dana Brooke. Somehow the twenty four seven championship. It, it's no longer a chase championship. Seemingly, it seems like it's a secondary women's championship now. Based no, on it's not because did you see, did you see what happened with Cross? What did she did she lose it? No. So what? So first of all, bro, let's back up a little bit because the, the first scene you had was damage control with Nikki Cross and she's got the fake laugh going. Yeah, she's yeah. got the Cesar Romero fake laugh going. 
Bro, then we got the 24-7, which I don't even remember the last time we saw Dana Brooke. I, I, I don't even remember. But then, bro, we go to in the back with damage control against Nikki Cross. Did you see what she did? I don't, but I heard that she trashed the belt. Though. She put the belt in the garbage can. The belt's over. Oh, she she produced the belt? She really? put it in the garbage can. So that's how they're ending the 24-7. Oh, okay. Bro, they punished us with that for <laughs> God knows how long. And that's how we're going to get out of it, bro. Oh, Nikki Cross man. Say, this is trash. She reduced it. Very yeah. nice. Very yes. nice. That's I how they got it. rid of the 24-7 title, bro. I can I can dig it. Okay. Oh, so she so she's no longer 24-7 champion. No. He put it in the garbage. Very yes. nice. Very nice. I, I actually like that. Uh if she if she threw it away. Um yeah, that's 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 super cool. I'm actually looking at it right now on Twitter. Um okay, yeah, she's walking around back. I saw Zany and they're behind her. <laughs> Look around. Well, just think about it. Think about how and she just didn't even throw it in the trash. She she missed the trash can. Like, <laughs> well, think about this because you you're 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 much better at dates than I am. When was this twenty four seven title introduced by Mick? Oh, nineteen. Had to be nineteen. It was before COVID. So, bro, they're basically saying the last three years this belt has been trash. I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, guys, for making me watch the trash for three weeks. Like, we weren't coming on here every week and saying it was yeah. absolute trash, bro. Absolute trash. I mean, it, it literally was trash based on what they just did tonight. Oh, so. my God. Yep. May 20th, 2019. Wow. So it's been uh, wow. three and a half years. Wow. Yep. So after three and a half years, they decided to. Wow, uh, bro. Throw it away. Throw, throw <laughs> <in the> trash. <laughs> That's tremendous. That is tremendous. And it's weird how they did it, too, from what I saw. It's just he was just looking at La La Land. And then she just kind of just discarded the championship. <laughs> and just missed the trash can. She did. <laughs> That's. She missed the trash can. That that's a perfect representation, bro. Uh, she I can't even produce that right, bro. I gotta ask you this though. Please, please, please tell me somebody's not gonna take it out of the trash next week. Our uh, two probably will. Oh no, please. I, I mean, when's the last time we saw Tazawa, bro? Is he? There is you go. <laughs> there you go. He's still on the roster, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> He's still on the roster. Tamina, she usually puts herself in that too. One of them will take it out of the trash can, unfortunately. God, if and I was if I was Elias at this point, I'd take it. <laughs> oh man, what's that's he got to a, like seriously? What's oh, he got man. to lose, bro? That's take such a demotion, man. That's such a demotion. It's so uh, terrible, man. I keep it in the troll. What even? It didn't even land in the trash. But keep it in the trash. Oh, our truth is injured. I think he. Uh, yeah, he he, he got he got a team. bad injury. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it'll probably be Tamina uh, or, or Tazawa, one of them. Uh, and it's just interesting, man, because if they if they continue to try to revive that thing, oh, <laughs> would just be absolute. Like, like, what are you trying to tell us here? Like, we're like. It seems as if they're going to continue to, because you know how they stretch segments like crazy now. Like every segment is stretched 
And so I, it would not surprise me if someone takes it from that trash well, next to the trash can and revive that 24-7 championship. It's horrible, horrible. Hopefully this is a an, an ending of the 24-7 championship because – What's the biggest what's the biggest takeaway out of three and a half years of having this championship? You tell me, did uh, bro, seriously, because th- this would have to be this would have had to be at least the one takeaway. They got somebody over. Who did they get over? Dana Dana Brooke was the champ. What was did Dana Brooke get no. over? Did Tazawa no. get over? Did Tamina get over? No. Wait, where's Reggie? Did did Reggie oh. get over? Mm-hmm. Who who got over in three and a half years? Like Chris said, nobody. I mean, it, it was cool to see our truth in that state for us for a moment, you know, because I'm a, I'm I'm all for like uh, out of ring, you know, segments and stuff like that. It, it adds. But our truth would have gotten himself over to that point with or without that. Sure, movie. yeah, yeah. But I think it did spotlight him more, yeah. uh, and I'm cool with that. But that started to get it really old, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ali, I mean, uh, it didn't really get anyone over. Akira okay. Dazawa, Tamina, uh, Dana Brooke. I liked when I liked the R Truth and Spud uh, Drake Drake Maverick spots oh in the God. beginning. Yeah. That in the very beginning, it was funny because they even did the wedding where yeah. you know him and his wife got married. I liked those out of you know outside segments that added some. It was some some funniness to it. But as far as getting someone over, nobody. Yeah. Zero, zero persons. Yeah. Uh, next, we have um, the OC and me. Yim cuts a backstage interview. Um, I mean, any takeaways from that? No. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I meant, to say, <laughs> I meant to say this about the Dana Brooke part. I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed this. But this is a really bad omen to Dana Brooke as a, as a character. She tried to elicit the, the 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 audience claps. Did you notice that at the beginning? Yeah. She yeah. did the whole deal, and like the fans didn't even respond with it. Like they didn't yeah. respond to that. Like usually when you do that, you try to elicit you know uh, cheering from the fans and clapping from the fans. She did that in the beginning. She did it a few times. And the fans did not respond. You know, Chris, I I got I got to explain something to you because this is what all these people we talk about. A lot of these people, the Dana Brooks, the Eliases, the uh, Cedric Alexanders. Uh, we talk about all these people, bro. There there are two. There really are two types of people. Okay, if the Cedric Alexanders and the Shelton Benjamins and the Dana Brooks. Bro, if they are in it strictly for the money, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. If they're getting paid by the WWE and, you know, it doesn't matter if you use me once a month, once every three months, the checks keeps coming in. Yeah. I understand that. And, and if that's your mindset, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other half of the people, which are the creative people. Okay. And, bro, I can tell you firsthand, this is why I can say that. In 2012 at TNA, when they started stifling me creatively, okay, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm. And, bro, I didn't have a job lined up. 
I didn't know what I was going to do next. I, I was, I, I didn't working the Indies wasn't even an option, but when they stifled me creatively, I left. How they stifle you? Oh my God, bro. Dixie, Dixie had so many layers involved creatively that it was just, I, I was spending all my time trying to convince four other people of what we needed to do. Hmm. And it turned into a massive waste of my time. Hmm. So I left. So people that fall into that category, bro, I don't feel sorry for them because you've got an option, man. If you are a creative person and you, 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 you think you can do a hell of a lot more and they are missing the mark and missing that opportunity leave bro it's now been proven over and over and over and over and over again there's life after wrestling yeah so like i don't you know like i you know like like elias for instance i know the dude's a very creative guy and he's got to be miserable leave yeah. bro he'd be a really good actor yeah man yeah. leave yeah. i mean my god bro lana is on the surreal life mm. Oh, okay, bro. What, what, if you ask Lana right now, hey Lana, let me ask you a question. What 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 do you enjoy better, the surreal life or them putting you through a table every week to teach right. you a lesson? <laughs> what, 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 I, I bet you they treat her a little better on the set of surreal. You know yeah, what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I like you, you guys have a choice, man. You don't you don't have to do this. Yeah, you don't. Very true. Um, so. <clears throat> let's break down this yeah this is hard you break you break you you're, you're gonna have to break this down for me Chris. we're gonna have to break this down yeah, i'm not doing yeah, this alone yeah, yeah. so okay seth so, is a baby face we know that right he's singing yeah he's putting the people i'm the he's people's champion the people yeah. He's like, yeah yeah so seth we know is a baby face and the turn was odd because there wasn't any no. sharp turn like no, it, it no. wasn't a sharp turn. It was. No. It just happened. People started singing with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he started. He started doing it. Yeah, by, like like know, the, the Jericho. And, yeah. and and quite frankly, bro, when I see that, I'm thinking Jericho ripoff. Like mm. I, I I saw that with Jericho like freaking years ago. But nonetheless, let's just say for argument's sake, the fans turned to babyface. Okay, the fans turned on babyface, but I would say that as a babyface, he nudged that. Which I don't like. Yeah, I agree. You were yeah. saying that for weeks, bro. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that for weeks before it happened. Yeah. yeah. So now you have Bobby Lashley, who right. appears to be a heel now. Well, let me ask no you a question. Hold on. Did you see Crown Jewel? I, I did. Yep. yep. Do you? That was the last time we saw Lashley. Do, mm. do you think he walked away from that match a heel? I do. I definitely think he came in a baby with lashley with with lesnar who okay. was you know whatever but he came in the baby he was doing the boom boom pow with 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 the fans that he does every week and then i don't know if this was uh scripted to be so but he definitely didn't come out the baby he, he definitely played the he got he he got he big time heat yeah. on lesnar right yeah, yeah it was it was heat you know it was heat okay. he, he got him in a hurt lock afterwards and attacked him after he so won. he could he could have looked like a sore loser right yeah okay. he definitely looked like a sore loser okay yeah, so yeah. now we come to tonight yep yeah okay so 
he came in, he did, he doesn't, he, he kind of played to the crowd a couple of times. And so somehow he's back to heel mode. Wait, wait, hold on. We got, we got to back up. Okay. Where we at? Where we at? Joey three times. Joey three times, ladies and gentlemen. Time out. Time out. Joey. Time out. Joey. This is weird now. This is weird because, okay, bro. So at the end of Crown Jewel, he could have been a sore loser. Mm-hmm. So now, <laughs> so now we see him on Raw, bro. Throwing Ali, he's a yeah. baby face to me now. He's, that, that, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So somehow Ali still that. has heat with Seth, who's yeah. a baby face now, yeah. but yeah. Ali's no longer a baby. Throwing out, throwing him throwing across Ali, the room, who the people pop. don't care about. But, That's but, a pop. <laughs> but now, bro, hold on. But now. He goes back. He goes to the ring. Yes, and he legit has a beef with Seth. He has a yes. He has a beef with Seth. Yes, which Seth's the baby now. But Seth was the heel then. He was the heel then. Yes, right. But now he's the baby. Right. So lastly, heals it up with what he does to Seth, and he does. You know, he he spine busts him through the table. They do the pull apart. That's still heelish. He's still playing the heel here. But Theory comes out to cash it in on a U.S. championship, a first ever. That's horrible. But last, so he, lastly, uh, Theory definitely gets heat. So he's the heel, clear cut heel. So lastly, comes out and lays out the heel, which puts him back as a baby. Because he definitely didn't get heat because he got heat when he laid out Seth. He didn't get heat when he laid out Theory because people want Theory to be laid out. So by the time he walked out, it was a flat reaction because the fans were like, okay, wait. So you you were the baby last week, but then you kind of turned with Lashley and then you beat up Seth, who we made a baby. But then you show, you get heat from beating up the heel. So the fans were just confused out of all this. If you saw Lassie, like that time when he walked behind that barricade, the the woke the, the crowd was flat because they didn't know what to do. What to do. They didn't well, know Chris, what to share. He, Chris, here is the problem, and you are a psychologist, so you can back me up one thousand percent. You saw. I, I didn't watch Crown Jewel, but I saw the footage on this show. Yeah, he had Le- Le- Lesnar beat him. What's he call that move? The the uh, the four Nelson, the hurtlock. Uh, uh, the hurt. Yeah, yeah. He had him beat. Mm-hmm. Had him beat, bro. Lesnar kicks off the turnbuckle and winds up pinning Lashley. Correct. To be true and protect every character. Lashley 1000% should want Brock. Yes. I had that match won. I dominated him. He won it on a fluke. He should want Brock. Him coming out to challenge Rollins for something he did four weeks ago, that right there doesn't make any sense. Mm. 
So, so if my put say 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 if my pushback or anyone's pushback was he wants his U.S. championship back that he felt like he got stolen from him. A no, a a regular human being would not be. That's not where Lashley's mind would be right now. Focus that, on Lesnar still. Absolutely, the way he won that match, bro. It, it, it's we, we, you and I always go back to Apollo Creed and Rocky. Gotcha. The 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 yeah. way you know Creed won that match was not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Lashley had this match won. That was a fluke. That should be all. Now, now of course, bro. He he is what we're dealing with. Lesnar probably now has a couple months off, whatever. Like so, right. since Lesnar's not in the picture anymore. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Four weeks ago, I lost to Seth. That that's where you lose people, bro. That's true, and and my problem with this as well is you're bringing in seemingly from what I from what we see, Lesnar's a heel. I mean, Lashley's a heel again, which is terrible, right? And then you'll bring in uh, Lesnar again because they they split now, Royal Rumble and Crown Jewel. It's one to one, and so they'll do a trilogy. They'll do a three which last year probably win the third one. So why would he win as a heel against Lesnar, who's coming in, snatching in that babyface role and just going right back out? They're deplete of babyfaces right now. Why would Lesnar come in, snatch the babyface role, and then leave? And, Les- and lastly is the one here playing the heel out of all this as if that matters in the world championship run now it doesn't because reigns is champion so him playing heel doesn't make any sense to me let me ask you a question the the powers that be triple h brody you think after what you and i saw tonight and everybody else saw do you think triple h thinks bobby lashley's still a baby face i don't think triple h does no no, I think that he's I think that he transitioned him over to a heel because he wanted Seth to be the baby now. Because yes, of and, the and, and that's the problem, bro. There's too many things like this happening at once. Oh, yeah. There's just way there's Agreed. way too much of this Agreed. happening, at which once. I don't like because Seth has established himself enough in, you know, as multi-time world champion and stuff like that. He's 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 been there. He's done that. It doesn't make sense to me that Seth Rollins still is in that babyface role. If anybody should be in that babyface role that makes that it looks legitimate as far as beating Roman Reigns potentially, to me, get fresh meat out there. Make Bobby Lashley the babyface of Raw because how fans have historically treated Rollins, they 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 have a fad where they like him. And then within months, they get tired of them. And it's like, you can't do that, man. You can't do that to really hold up a raw brand because the fans, like his, they have historically do, they will get tired of Seth Rollins, man. Yeah. And so the, the singing will get old again. Then he'll start, you know, uh, getting to a point where he gets stale again as a baby face. And then he'll turn heel. And it's like, now you're stuck with having Rollins and lastly, as both heels, where you can just ride it out and establish lastly as a, as a baby face, man. So it's just a, it, this is just this, this hot shot type of we'll just 
figure it out on the fly type of deal. You know, I, I appreciate it. Like, you know, you bring a good perspective because I really didn't like an attitude era either, but you bring a, a good perspective as far as just kind of going with a crowd led and just, you know, just organically going it with that way. But that was 25 years ago, Vince. Like the the I, I call it a I call life period as a psychology doctor. I call it a microwave society. You yeah. know, our attention spans eight seconds. You I know, agree. we don't we don't it's, have it's, it's the patience. Today. I agree with you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's much different than 25 years ago. The yeah. patience, all about spots, all I about holy crap moments, and we don't have the 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 patience to stay with something. So if you book based on that. You just get what we saw tonight, yeah. and it's just a big cluster match. Well, Chris, you may have you you may have not even brought up the the biggest thing. This is the biggest thing to me. So, okay, we're gonna make Lashley a heel. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go out there. He's gonna kill Rollins. He's gonna come back out and kill Theory. Yep. He freaking kills Theory where the announcers are saying Theory is out. The announcers, and the guy hops back. Yeah, uh, 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 one second. Rolls in the Uh, ring. What? What What a way to sell a Why why did you have to do that? All they had to do was was count Count Theory out. Exactly. He forfeited the the case. I was thinking the same exact thing. And I went at the end of this, I was like, you know what? What I got from that is they really want to make Seth look like. Yeah, absolutely. But why are the announcers saying (laughs) theories out? Why are you saying that? Because he should be. And theoretically, with the hurt lock, you know, he's selling it. Even if he's dragging himself and finally, you know, he's selling the hurt lock. He's dragging himself, trying to get back to it. That would make more sense for the 10 count than to be laid out. And then all of a sudden he he hears the word nine. He's like, oh, okay, let me me go back up and run. And that goes back to the very beginning of this show where I said we are not watching professionals bro let let, let me let, let, let me let me show you how clear let me let, let me make this as clear as possible for you bro say uh austin theory was roddy piper mm. and that happened to roddy and you know damn well he would have been crawling oh, yeah. that day you know exactly would any but we can go through all the pros would any pro have jumped up at nine and slid no. into the ring Savage they're not more. pros oh, they're yeah. not pros bro that is my point they're not pros <laughs> and it makes lastly's hurt lock only uh um valid or only harmful for eight seconds. And basically. bro, and and if I'm Lashley, I am slapping the crap out Live of it. that kid in the Live back. It. I am waiting for that kid to come through that curtain, man. Yep. Because I'm I'm gonna think I'm gonna think he did it deliberately. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna think that he did it to bury me. Yeah, that's I think that's a, even if he didn't do a delivery, I think Lashley should have a talk with him. Like, man, like because at the end of the day, if someone like is in the hurt lock for more than eight seconds they're good they're good now and it doesn't have any effect anymore 
You know what I mean? It's just like, man, you, you got like, the, again, I say this all the time, Vince, it's the nuances that matter. Right. It's, the, it's the nuances. And that could really uh, make or break the momentum of somebody and just this the pop up like that it's like come on you got they're not yeah. pros bro it's they're the psychology not, of the business man yeah you you've stuff. got you've got to know these yeah. things and then bro it, it's a double whammy because now you got to ask yourself well did the agent lay, lay it out that oh, way and who's the agent yeah. uh, bro you can't do stuff like that bro. yeah agreed all right, let's tackle a couple of these super chats before we leave. Joseph 499, boo. Guarantee you Triple H made that ridiculous decision with there at the last minute to try to get a reaction since he said that it. may be possible, Joseph, because I gotta tell you, Chris, this crowd was dead. Yeah. Then that could have been an audible then. Yeah, hmm. maybe that's that's possible, man. Yeah, pre-planned to cash in the U.S. championship. That just that seems very difficult to, yeah. to believe for sure. And Rollin closing us up with the nine ninety nine super chat, bro. Are you sure? Lastly, turning heels bad. He did a recent interview promising to reassemble to her business. Suddenly, both Benjamin Alexander resurfaced tonight. Her business was a heel faction. I did notice that Benjamin Alexander resurfaced. Here's my problem with that, though. Do you put Omos in it, and then you think? Like the Hurt Business 2.0 is so much more damaged than 1.0 that it makes it look like a B-rated Hurt Business. You have to try to salvage Alexander and Benjamin by all of a sudden, who both lost tonight. You know, the gimmick would probably be, okay, well, they can, uh, you know, we can form it again. But every time uh, Benjamin and Alexander before came back to him and uh, MVP, he just made them look like, you know, garbage. You know what I mean? He just make them look like lackeys. And so by a history of Benjamin and Alexander basically profiting nothing from getting kicked out, just to come back to and reform it, that doesn't that's not going to have any type of impact to me. Not not not, not not saying that they wouldn't do it because they would they do it, will. Chris. They would do it hoping we forget everything that you just said. True, and we, won't, and we won't, and we won't, because I mean, we we know that. Lastly, being a heel and trying to reform the hurt business with Cedric and Shelton, just I mean, it was going to have no impact. I mean, zero impact. But what does have impact is the former writer for Impact. How about that? Let's segue, ladies and gentlemen. This guy right here, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, and almost. He was Impact World Heavyweight Champion. No one knows about that. Vince doesn't even know about that. Let him know about Channel Attitude, my man. Yeah, guys, just check out channelattitude.com. Man, we do so many shows all week long. I do so many shows every day with different topics, bro. Check it out, channelattitude.com. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, this guy right here. We've got we've got a last minute request, man. We've got a last minute request. So let's let's uh, hey, man. Hey, thank you for hanging out with us. One of the biggest supporters of the show. He watches every week. And uh, man, you know, thank you. Toots. Toots, thank you so much. As a matter of fact, as we as we ride out the show, we're just going to keep this guy right here, ladies and gentlemen. So on behalf of Tootsmont, this guy right here to the uh, to the to the 
right of the screen, you know, of Vince Russo, of the right of Toots is Vince Russo. To the left of Toots is Dr. Chris. In the middle, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the other, there we go, is Toots. This is their Legion of Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, so long.